Hey, Josh. How are you doing this week, Nate? I'm doing pretty good. I've got a new office layout, a new outlook on life. It's uh, it's kind of neat. I'm uh, doing well. Yeah, I did notice the background. I think I said now I can see if you're napping, if your camera stayed on. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure I unplug that before I go to bed. That would be kind of weird. <laughs> How are things with you? Uh, good. You know, my standard answer is busy, but good. You know, things are moving. So, um, you know, here, I think our kids just got their second shot last week. So, okay. you know, they approved all that stuff here. Um, yeah, like put up Christmas decorations, uh, had a in-person Thanksgiving with my family, haven't had an indoor activity for quite some time. And That's we decided exciting. to host Christmas. So again, another indoor activity. Again, all these things feel so fresh and new yet odd. Yeah. How, how, how was that having uh, people over for Thanksgiving and whatnot? Actually, we went to my parents. So my, we're, we're, we will host Christmas, but it was nice going to my parents and my little sister cooked. Uh, I think there was some debate among some of the groups worried about turkey versus ham and stuff like that. <laughs> but my sister made a phenomenal turkey. It was just, she like dry brined it, all this. It was so flavorful and whatnot. I was just like, I know people like their ham, but don't don't sleep on a, a correctly cooked turkey. <laughs> so. Yeah. Huh. I've never had that brine, uh, brine turkey. I feel like that might change my mind. I'm a ham person myself. I think you would because it's like it's adding a lot more salt and flavor, which pr pretty mm. much is, I think, the main reason people like ham is the salt. <laughs> yeah, salt and flavor and like yeah. not super dry, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. exactly. Cool. Well, uh, today I was hoping we could talk a little bit about cold outreach and uh, email marketing. Um, so I think we've talked about this a number of times um, that I've been working on this product called Product Sonar. Right. And um, maybe I'll just give like a really brief background of what that is for anybody new that's listening. Um, basically, it's a way for hardware stores to track pricing uh, from local competitors and determine how well they're doing like at scale. Um, so it's a, a fairly difficult thing for hardware stores to do at the moment because they'd have to go through, you know, thousands and tens of thousands of SKUs and compare the prices and people are changing their prices all the time. Um, so that's kind of what product owner is. Did, did I explain that well? Yeah, I think so. So, but the, but the benefit is they get a, they get market intelligence on how they're setting their prices. Um, I so Right. And it's probably one of those things where I feel like in the eyes of the consumer, you have this perception of if you're getting good deals or not. So like you go and if you're going to a place, like even grocery stores or whatever, and you're, oh yeah, the eggs are always this. And you, at, at some point you lock it into your brain that this is the place you like to go because you feel like you're getting a good deal and you just keep going there uh, until you venture out to another grocery store and go and find, wait, these eggs are half the price over here. And all of a sudden like your brain shifts and maybe you start shopping over there. So how can you prevent that? How can you stay ahead of the curve? Where are you going to get your margins versus what are loss leaders? Is that? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's like, that encapsulates a lot of it because it's like the customer, customer retention for the hardware stores is a big deal. Um, and so for product sonar, um, I have all this data uh, and I need to attract customers because uh, it's kind of starting to get to that point where I need to do more marketing and whatnot. And nice. uh, just like thinking through the different marketing solutions, 
I've had a really hard time finding another marketing option that really works for this group of people because basically I'm trying to target hardware store owners or uh, price controllers. Um, and let's not really like, you know, a marketing group you could target on Facebook or something like that. Right. Right. And it's also not like a, uh, you know, our, my SEO blunt instrument may not be the best use. There, they, <laughs> no one's searching for this. How would you search for it? Or maybe you can, I don't know. Yeah, you, you can search for it. And I've looked at the traffic and whatnot, but it's not really there. A lot of, a lot of these people, especially if you talk to them are not, um, they're not the kind of people who are out there looking for things. They are, you know, heads down. I've got things to do, get out of my way right. type of people. Right, right. So the perfect problem is if, if you can get in front of the right audience and basically being like, oh, I know you do this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, how are you doing it today? Oh, I'm doing it this way. Actually, I have a, I have a better way. It's like, are you interested? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, that could totally save me time and money. Awesome, right? Yeah, exactly. So I've been kind of thinking that cold outreach is uh, outreach emails is kind of the way to go with this. Um, and so I thought maybe today we could talk a bit about like cold outreach and maybe go through the details of like how I might be able to go about this. Um, so just like maybe before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, um, do you have like any general thoughts on like cold outreach? Like what's good, what's bad, you know? things that you've ran across that are like, oh, that was weird. I'd never do that. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple perspectives I can put in. I, I am no expert. We don't do a lot of it ourselves. Um, we, I, I would say we do maybe, a, I guess cold outreach is interesting because it's not always meant to just sell, right? Mm -hmm. It's not always meant to get customers. So from a marketing context, we do have a little bit of experience in it with where we, you know, get relation, content relationships through like blog posts, backlinks, like guest posts, roundups, like contributors and different things like that. But um, I think the biggest knowledge there was always like having a giving first mentality. You know, it's just like, now it may not be something practical they could use, but again, it's like, what, what can you give them that's interesting that is not immediately an ask? Like, you know, everything could probably be on a balance sheet of you. Are you asking for something or are you giving something? Right. And yeah. if you lead with giving, it's usually that's like, that's a pretty good tactic, at least from that, that, you know, marketing content perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I've always thought of like cold outreach emails. And I think of like those, I get probably five emails a day from somebody in India that wants to sell me development services or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's very, very much like, you know, um, come to me and buy. And you're like, well, I know nothing about you. Right, right. Yeah. And it, 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 like for me, all of this stuff does whittle down to like kind of core copywriting, you know, mm. kind of elements, so to speak. And like, again, for us, we do some of this in different ways, but we don't do it for the direct like customer outreach piece of it. And obviously right. being on the receiving end, we can always talk about the bad examples. It's easy to highlight the bad examples, right? Like you just mentioned yeah. a couple, it's easy for us to go like, oh, oh, that's just awful. Or your, your, your gut radar detector goes like, oh yeah, that's an outbound thing. I'm just going to delete that. You could just read it by the title. Now I, mm -hmm. now th these days I just go and just, I don't even open them. I just like click on the checkbox and hit delete. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that, that is good what you're saying about the, the like giving first kind of mentality. Um, 
I think that's I think that would be really a really good way to build trust and whatnot. Um, and you did kind of talk a little bit about something of um, what is like the intention of it, um, and like, do you think that cold outreach emails can have the intent of like getting someone in the product or getting someone um, doing a more direct to sales type action? I, I do, do think, think it can. I, I did. There was one example actually recently that I feel like if if it's done well, like their radar isn't detecting it, right? It's like, mm. actually, they're just that you've almost kind of, uh, you know, Jedi mind tricked them into just like, you're basically if you're stating, you know, a pain point or a problem that is just like, somewhat interesting, like I had one happen to me recently. Um, you know, we have a lot of back end integrations and things like that. And someone I think the title might have been something along the lines of like, um, hey, have you built out a uh, like a, a Zoho CRM integration yet or something along those lines? And it's mm-hmm. it's actually something we've been thinking about. We do a lot of other CRM integrations. So whoever this person is did at least had some homework or at least maybe they got lucky with us. <laughs> but enough that I opened it and then, you know, I'm reading about, oh, hey, we do, we, you know, we, we have these backend integrations that you can, you don't have to build yourself, but you just tie to our interface and we can build out these out for you and, you know, or you can use our SaaS about it. And I won't go into detail who it was and what they do, but it was intriguing enough that I'm like, oh, okay, that's like when it opened and I didn't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, we do have this. And that is somewhat of a pain point, something we've been thinking about lately. And it was intriguing enough that now I am like aware of them, right? I, I'm aware of what yeah. they do. I, I may not buy, I may not click, I may not whatever. But <laughs> secretly, though, when I see it, I see their link. I never click on the link. I look at the <laughs> the email address it's from. I type it in my own uh, bar, or I cut and paste it and put it in my own cognito window, so I don't want them to get the click tracking. I don't know. It's yeah. just weird stuff, right? Like, <laughs> uh, but I know who they are. Yeah, and yeah. and they. They got through to me like I, they have a place in my brain of what they do and solve for, whether I'll use them or not. It had it was a good outbound email. Right. Yeah. And like Mindshare is like that's if you can't get a sale, like Mindshare is the next best thing. Right. If you're if you're thinking about them and you're aware of them, maybe sometime in the future, they'll come up and in your mind as someone that could help you or help someone else. Right. I, I uh, like that approach. I would almost say just like having the mind share first. And if they decide to, cause if you, I almost feel like if you get that first, like basically mm. if that's your goal is to insert in their mind, like what associate their pain point with what, who you are. Mm-hmm. And naturally if they're interested, like it should be a little bit more of like, Oh yeah. You know, Hey, did you not open that email or you did and you didn't follow up and Hey, now you can kind of start to push a little more. Right. But if you, if you go with the level one, uh, like I just want them to be aware of me and that I am, I can solve their pain point and hopefully a way that, you know, could work for them. I think that would be like your first goal. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Crazy. The things you learn when you start talking about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It was, yeah, you just said it and it was kind of I was like, actually, I want to think of it inversely, not at least, you know, if you didn't get the sale, at least you got Mindshare. Actually, go the opposite way. It's like, get Mindshare first, right? That's the, yeah. then, it, then you don't be, you're not off putting trying to ram something down their neck again. Like, you're, yeah. you've given them something. You've given them a, a mapping of their pain point to you as a potential solution. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing with email too. It's like, if you try to be rammy, they'll just, 
put you to spam and that'll be that right like exactly yeah as soon as you think <laughs> as soon as you detect that it's like potentially a sales thing you're like your brain turns off and it's just yeah. it's like yep yeah, don't yep, care out of here yeah but something you've mentioned a few times now that I think is kind of interesting is the title of the email. It sounds like that's like a really, it sounds like that's really important because if you can't get past the title sniff test, you're going to get archived without even like people even looking at anything in your content. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely a big one. And the, the, the detection, right. Works for, because you see like the typical ones you probably see. And then I'll see is just like, Oh, quick question. Or all these ones that, you know, mm. worked five, 10 years ago when no one else was doing them. Now, anytime I see those, like, it's almost yeah. like if I was to email you, I'm not going to put in a quick question. Well, you probably will see my address. So probably won't <laughs> send a spam right away. But yeah. Um, but all the little tricks that people do, I feel like they're sort of like, you know, they get used and it's no longer novel, right? Like it was novel because no one else was doing it before and it kind of mm-hmm. broke through the noise. Um, but yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder too, if maybe there's an element of just not being tricky, like, you know, you don't have to use some social hack to get people to open it necessarily, but more that like you're, you're upfront about the value you're providing, um, in a way that they can understand that in your short little title. Yeah. I think that's the, the best way. Otherwise, if you just hacked the clickbaity line and then it's like, Oh yeah, they didn't know, but you tricked them. And now it's like, ha it's a sales <laughs> email. And it's like, it's like, that's worse. It's like just yeah. worse on my end, you know? It's like, oh, you're so clever. No, actually, you just disrupted my day, disrupted my, wasted my time. And now I actually think worse of you. Yeah. Fool me once, shame on me, you know, fool me twice. I'm going to get you or something. Right. Yeah. Um, so with uh, Product Sonar, kind of the the rough concept I've got for this cold outreach email is just to basically demonstrate the Product Sonar value, kind of like you were saying, like, show show that you're show the pain point that you're solving and um speak to that and i was kind of thinking to speak to it in the way of like just giving them a small amount of value so mm-hmm. like product sonar we give um uh, market intelligence right so maybe if um i gave in that email like a very like a one product market intelligence report or something like that um the kind of kind of that was the general general thrust i thought with it does that seem does that seem on the right path to you or do you see something that might be better? Um, I mean, honestly, like I'm not the target audience, right? So like mm-hmm. it's hard to think about in terms of, you know, what is going to cut through the noise for them? Because, we, you know, we mentioned all these ones from our points of view because we see this stuff all the time. But again, yeah. you're talking about a person, right, that, uh, you know, like you said, they're they're not digitally native. They're not like searching for solutions on the internet. They're like, off running their business, doing their thing. And, you know, maybe they're using personal email for a couple things. They, their business might send out like invoices or whatever, or some communication with it. So I don't know how much they are even the target of the typical outbound. So I, I don't know where their radar is, right, <laughs> for detecting yeah. those things. And it's almost like, could I, I, my gut with if I was getting sent a report or I had to be something I had to open, like, I don't know. My parents are really weirded out about trying to, because they think they're going to get a virus, right? Like, so, <laughs> like, so I don't, is that that same person, right? Like thinking right, about yeah. personas, like yeah. things like that. So, no, I think, I think you're right. Like there is definitely an element of like the non-native, non-digital native people 
Um, they definitely do have professional email accounts. Like, you know, their, their email account is under the business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking like to put the, to put the report right in the email. So like, it's not a attachment or something like that. It's like right there um, mm-hmm. in front of you, if you open it um, kind of that way. So they, they don't have to do any additional work to get to it. Um, and it's a way that I can already provide value and demonstrate that like we can do this. Because one mm-hmm. of the, my take on it is a lot of these people are constantly getting new products brought to them. People right. are like, you know, like hardware store products. So like I make, I made a new type of bolt, right? right. And I want to sell my bolts in your hardware store. Right. Um, so I'm going to come after you and say, hey, you should stock my bolts, you know? And they get a lot of those kinds of people who are, you know, just they show up one day and then they're gone for forever or something like that. Mm-hmm. So kind of, kind of my take on it is like, if I can consistently provide value to them, um, that that would kind of help them to see like, Hey, we're, we're around, um, we can, we can provide this information for you, which is valuable. Um, and that sort of thing. Well, I have two questions for you. One, do you have their email addresses? So I have some of their email addresses and for other ones I have, um, like a generic store email address. Um, okay. which gets viewed by the middle management people. Right. Sometimes. So that might be a different, that might have to be a different email too, right? How are you going to penetrate that one? Like versus a personal, personal inbox. Like, again, you're talking about kind of what their inbox looks like. And I think that's a great like angle to look at it. It's like, what are, what is going to punch through the noise? And that, mm-hmm. that generic one, you don't know who's reading or you might know, you know, they're different roles, but it's like, how can I, how can I make it clear who this is for right in the title as well versus like if you are mm-hmm. going directly to a person, you could jump. You don't have to worry about who this is for. You know that. And you could jump right into like, how can I essentially like either give them some sort of FOMO like, hey, what am I missing out on because I'm not doing something like this? Or, hey, I could save you time. Like how much how much how many hours do you spend like, you know, yeah. repricing? You know, it's just like. I can help you. I can help you save time with that, and maybe that's like going to penetrate in through them. Like I said, it, one thing I want to track back quickly on thinking about is thinking about their level of awareness, right? Like we, I talked about mm-hmm. the solution. You talked about the solution, but we all talked about it from the point of view that they are aware of the problem and what this is. And I mean, most of the people I'm hoping you're targeting are like problem aware, right? So you're not having to tell them that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you know that you're losing such and such by this price? And that's fine. That's that's an approach, but that's like further up the awareness uh, kind of a stack. But lower, it's just more of like, how much time are you taking? You're already doing this. You're doing it manually. Like by doing it manually, you're reacting slower. You're whatever. Like what are the advantages of doing it, you know, your way? What are the, what are the benefits? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking kind of to speak to the problem aware people first, because I feel like that's kind of the low hanging fruit. Like Mm -hmm. if anyone's going to buy, it's probably those people as opposed to people that you have to like, you have to educate and whatnot first, right? Yeah. Replace Um, their existing process with your stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, I guess I was kind of thinking like give them, give them data on a single track product. And I was thinking kind of to um, basically give them this report, like send it to them every week and 
at the bottom of every email to have basically a link to get more. So like, if you follow this link, I will give you five products every week or something like that. You just have to click on the link to be able to see them or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my thought, my thought with that is that the, the ask is in their best interest. Like it's, it's going to give them value. And it tells me that like, it's actually working. Like, like if, if they just open the email, the open metrics from what I can tell are not very useful because like a lot of email clients do weird things with their, their, uh, images and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like a lot in one email. I don't know if you're trying to put too much in, I would say like, you know, this even tracks back to our conversation a few weeks ago on the, the event, you know, going to events Mm -hmm. and it makes me think about like, well, half of this is like, you just want to have a conversation with them. Like, I think mm-hmm. getting more, you know, getting more, getting an understanding and also talking to them if this is could be right for them without necessarily like, hey, I, I don't have to prove it all first, right? Like you could do that, but I also feel like you have a certain set of emails right now. There's like a limited set. And if your approach is to get them to commit as little as possible, right? Like, but get them talking, get you on the phone with them or get some information or other types of things. Again, it's like, how, how can you be phrasing it as like, Hey, I I just, I'm here to help you. And I want to, here's what we do, but I'm happy to answer other questions. Like, Mm -hmm. but get away from making it feel automated already. Like, cause I would say if it's like click here to get this, it, it just feels automated. It doesn't feel personal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like I could reach out to you and be like, Hey, how's this work? Or, Hey, I have a problem with this or, Hey, it doesn't solve the problem like this, or I've seen these before and they never work quite right. Like that Mm. you didn't, you know, what are the, what are the things that they're going to care about? And I, I don't know what those are, but I think you need to leave it like, Hey, here's what we do and leave it open-ended enough that you get to actually like kind of slide in there, if that makes sense. Right. So like, um, I guess you're thinking more to make the, the, the tone of the email kind of along the lines of here, this is, this is the problem we solve. And here's the, um, you know, kind of where we can do that and then just leave it kind of just, that's it. Like they have your, your email address and probably in the footer, you've got your, your phone number and whatnot. And just kind of well, leave it at that. There still needs to be some sort of like hook. Like there's needs to be some sort of way other than just like, just call me, <laughs> you know, or just like, <laughs> you know, maybe you're leaving an open-ended question. I know that's pretty common, right? Of course, don't, please don't do that. Please don't do the, uh, you know, hey, you know, click here and just schedule an appointment with me. You know, that, no, that, no, at least no. in our circles, that's bad, but maybe in their circles, that's okay. You, again, playing to that yeah. audience. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but like, here, tell me what you think about this. So I, I did pull up, uh, before we had the call, I remembered, uh, a person on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you follow Amanda. Uh, I don't even. I want. I'm going to butcher her last name. Natividad. I think she's Filipino. Um, but it's like uh, she's. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been following her, and she did a whole. And she's she's awesome. And uh, and and what one of the things that she had these these threads about cold outreach. Let me just read some of the headlines that she has. So mm-hmm. one of them is okay. Two things to include in cold outreach. One, why you and not someone else? And two, why them and not someone else? So ask yourself, 
What is the unique value I provide and why they are the ideal person to receive it? So it's thinking about like, how do you, t- you know, yeah, like reach them? How do you penetrate through that? Why, why are you special about it? And why are, why are they the right fit? Like the one example I gave before where the guy was talking about, you know, a, a Zoho integration, like I knew that was for me. Like it wasn't, it was, it was to me that was, I was the ideal person to receive that. So they kind of checked that box there. Um, Another one of hers is, she has this tweet that says, uh, bad news, your cold outreach sucks. Good news, I can help. Um, Nine cold outreach tips to instantly improve and get better marketing results. I won't go through all of them, but one, curate your list of leads. So we talked about kind of like curating that. She's also Mm -hmm. talking about Spark Toro, who she works for, which does a lot of audience, uh, you know, research. Um, Research those leads. Uh, Three, edit your outreach list. Uh, four, mm-hmm. clarify your public persona. Uh, that was kind of interesting because it made me think of if someone's going to search for you, how does it make it look like you're an authority? Because again, I did that little, I wasn't even going to click the person's link, but I put it yeah. in, a, in the browser. And it's almost like they're going to want to, they might do their dark homework without clicking, without responding yet. Just be like, is this legit, right? So like, mm-hmm. how do you check that box when they do go with searching and they find you on LinkedIn, they find you on Twitter, like, what does your bio says? It says like software developer, or does it say like, you know, product sonar? Does it say other things that's like, oh, this is legit, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, her last, her other ones are start writing a good message, speak to a relevant pain point, which is in there. Um, don't pitch value, pitch features and value. Um, hmm. Be concise. Uh, don't express fandom unless it's, unless it's genuine. I think this may like to get on podcasts and things like that uh, oh right yeah a, a bit but most of it i'll, I'll we'll, we'll link these in the show notes um the last one i did want to share is this is a separate tweet of hers too kind of in that series but it's her said my approach to cold outreach is give a shit about the other person sorry for cursing <laughs> <laughs> um if you're going to ask for a stranger's attention the least you could do is take a few minutes to familiarize yourself with their work They'll notice and you stand out from the crowd. Now, you know, maybe this one applies, maybe it doesn't. Because if in your situation, if you're like, hey, I saw you the other day walking your dog, it's like, oh, now that got a little creepy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but again, familiarizing yourself. But I think her earlier point about relating that why why they, you know, basically it's like you're getting this and this, I am sending it to the right, per- the right person. And, mm-hmm. and I am the right person that should be sending this. Let me make sure those boxes are checked and very present in that, in that email. Yeah. This, this sounds really interesting because I think the, uh, I was originally thinking of this as more of an automated thing. And it sounds like this needs to be more of a, like writing each one kind of thing. Um, because like, if, if I kind of take the tone of like what it seems like she's saying, like Amanda is saying is it seems like, um, we're talking in like my product or you have this problem. My product can solve that by X, Y, and Z. And that gives it like concreteness and relevance. Um, mm-hmm. And then that the follow-up to that is like, let's talk or let's, you know, right. Let's get to Are know you each interested other in me sending you a report, a sample report. That could be right. a good, that's a great one. Like, right. So that. it's not even send it to them. But say that's the next hook. So if they're interested, and mm-hmm. they'll see it, and it starts starts a conversation. 
Yeah, that totally makes sense. And then it's a lot less, um, yeah, because otherwise it's just like I'm sending them data for no good reason, and they may or may not want it. I thought, I thought and it like smells automated. <laughs> it smells automated. Yeah, it, well, because it is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I guess I kind of thought that like giving them data might be helpful for if it gets to the wrong person that they see the data and they're like, oh, I know who needs this. Forward. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's not a a good first choice. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the rest of the email could read for that, like the fact that you can mm. send them a report of those things. So again, you talked about the type of problem you can solve. If you're if you're clear in all of those things, they'll know who to forward this email to. And they'll be like, oh, hey, did you see this? We can get some free reports. If Does this, does this align with what we're doing? I'm not sure. I just read the email. But hey, dude, <laughs> <laughs> this looks like you pricing dude over there. Uh, we got this thing. They said they'll send us. Uh, let me look at that. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's look yeah. up. Look up the person. Does it just okay? Hey, yeah. Let you know what? Eh, let's let's see what they got. Let me let, let's see. Let's get the the five, the the free one and tell me the five product SKUs. You know, mm. I'm interested. And so yeah, yeah. So with this, like, what do you think about like repetition and follow up? Um, like, I know some people have sent me stuff where they just like they send like the same thing over and over, and it's like, okay, leave me okay. alone. <laughs> uh, or like. Or like they'll send me like the first one will be nice, the second one will be like, "Hello, like I'm over here," and then the third one will be like, "Are you sure I'm gonna not email you ever again?" And it's like, yeah, just go away. Uh, I mean, I think I think for you, it's and and I would even just take like I don't know how many of these addresses you have, but let's start with like a batch of ten. And this is what the, mm. I think typical advice for this stuff is anyway is kind of a nail and scale approach, right? So like do your first, do them all manually first. Mm. So have like, hey, I can individually craft these. Now eventually I'm going to have sort of a formula. Now I'm replacing this with that, with this person. And let me just, you know, checkbox all these elements of this, this, this good targeted email, right? Mm -hmm. But do, do 10 yourself and like that, do that first. And then think about like, how would I, how would I follow up if these are one-on-one? Cause you are doing the one-on-one. So like, don't use anything automated. Just do your 10 and then be like, okay, do I feel like it's good to wait like how many days? And what would I say next? And and just do it organically. And I think that's probably the best way for you to not sound automated. If you go look up yeah. any best practice, it's what people have been doing. And likely everyone has seen that already. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I, I think replying to the thread is definitely something you want to do. I always do that with anything that where they don't know me because it can give the full context. Yeah, um, yeah. So I do think you should do that regardless of if it's manual or not. Like I've done it from a manual approach. Like I've actually, I've been cold emailing a couple of people actually for potential um, like just networking and other things. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. It's like I could look at one now and it was really interesting because it made me think. It was like I put in and I, I crafted the email. I'm like, hey, we haven't met yet. Uh, but I know you, I've seen you on Twitter. I listened to this podcast. You're impressive. And I basically talked about all the reasons why, like what I really liked about hearing on them and on podcast. So again, relating to them, not just, it, it should immediately be like, oh, this is not a bot. This is not like something yeah. crazy. This isn't a crackpot thing. And then I'm like, hey, I'd love to chat about such and such, such and such. If you're open to it, you know, um, you know, just just let me know uh, if if you're interested in that. So it was a very easy ask, like, oh hey, yeah, great, thanks for reaching out. Would love to meet up, whatever, right? But then, yeah. 
Uh, what's funny is the person didn't respond. So it was uh, six. So they didn't respond. Uh, six days later, I just, here's literally what I said. I said, hey, just wanted to follow up and not sound like a stupid outbound email. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I was like, hey, um, is what I mentioned below of interest to you? And I just put, um, let me know and sign Josh. And then I actually got a uh, almost immediate response. It was like, oh, sorry, I missed this. It wasn't my intention. Mm-hmm. The person's like, I was blown away. Um, I'm still working on a couple things. It's, now is not a good time, but you know, would love to, you know, at a further date. And I was like, oh, sounds perfect. I'll reach out when you're ready. Um, mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I wonder if this person is going to listen to the podcast, but anyway, <laughs> so, but so, so this was like, this was on the 18th of November. And yeah. so now, you know, it's, it's what the third of December. And, uh, I was kind of wondering, I didn't hear, I didn't hear from the person, but, um, it's kind of come up again. Like, Oh yeah, I, I still want to talk to this person. So I just, I, I emailed them again on the same thread and I said, Hey, is there a way we can have a conversation? Um, Hey, it's like, no, no, no obligations, whatever, just, just, you know, seeing yeah. if you have any availability, you know, and yeah. then she replied right away. She's like, Hey, actually I have some time today. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I can't make it today, but how's next week. And we set something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was a whole, like, that was cold. I never met the person, right? Like it was yeah. war- like, I think Amanda also mentioned something about, um, you know, being warm. So in mind it's, Hey, I've seen you on Twitter. I've seen you on this. Like I listened to podcasts. So it became warm, right? right. It wasn't just totally cold, but yeah, that yeah. was like real person, organic example. Right. But I think you yeah. could do things like that and use your, you know, you're going to think about this as like, if I'm only thinking of taking this one shot or I only have this one person's email or these five ones and like, you don't want to screw it up. They're a unique person. If you think about it that way, yeah, and then to figure out what works, and then you can you know potentially scale it and make it more formulaic as you grow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like I think, <laughs> I think going into this, I was like, oh, cold outreach, like that means I have to get a giant list and like automate this and like all that kind of stuff. And like, what you're talking about is basically just like general sales outreach, and like I've done plenty of that. That's right. that's perfect. Like that makes total sense. Right. Um, I guess I just thought that I had to work this up to be this whole, you know, formula or something. Right, and maybe right. eventually it'll get you there. You scale but... it, right? Then nail it first, yeah. then scale it, right? So, Right. Yeah, of course. Cool. Well, I, that, that gives me a lot better uh, context of where to go with this and, and whatnot. I think this has been really good. Did you have any kind of final final thoughts or random things that you want to talk about before we sign off? Uh, well, I would like to acknowledge that we haven't had an episode for quite some time, so... Um, (laughs) so yeah, we haven't gone away. I think our last one was the 17th of November. We talked about trade shows and events. And I think even before that we had a, a break week in between. And I think both of us just had, I know I've had a lot going on. I know you've had different things going on. We had holidays, we had different stuff, but Mm -hmm. I think we're just, so just still planning on continuing this podcast the same way. Um, I think we're just, you know, fitting it into our lives as a as a steady state thing. I think, you know, we talked recently about probably doing an episode every two weeks instead of every week. Um, at least for me, I felt like every week it got to feel like, hey, the day before we record, what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna talk about? And it, it became this it just it added stress, right? I think it, it yeah. added this 
like it started to feel like work and that wasn't the intention right so yeah totally um, no i think this i think this new uh rhythm will be much better and i think it kind of gave us a bit of time to re revitalize ourselves and get excited again about it so um yeah it's good to be back again yeah so we should be on a two-week interval now but hey who knows we might get excited and there might be some other episodes thrown in there so don't (laughs) hold us to it so and the holidays are coming up so who knows what'll happen then true but we're still here so we we, i will say this if we decide to stop we will have an episode about stopping so yeah there you go we're not going anywhere cool all right well we'll uh see you later josh all right thanks nate talk to you later thanks for joining us today If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at searchingforsass on Twitter. That's searching, the number four, sass. Or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week.